The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome to Brutal Nation, boys and girls. I'm your host, Scott Alexander. Right across from me is the one, the only, the beast from the east, Tammy. The underdog Underwood. Say hi, Tam. Hi, everybody. The east of where? Uh, the, uh, the Pacific Ocean? Well, yeah, because <laughs> you're from fucking Iowa. Well, yeah, but that's Midwest. Now I live in the Pacific Northwest. There's no east there. Whatever. Anywho. So you gave me a weird one. You I did just, give you a weird one. It is actually I, a weird case. Know what the hell you're talking about? Look at this. It's the man. From the train. From a train. Oh, from a train. Yeah, it's actually a very bizarre thing that I stumbled on. And it. Did you stub your toe? No. No, but I think I found. I think it'll be interesting enough. And not as interesting or um, confounding as the tube sock killer, but close. Don't even get me started on that. God dang it. What is it with you and the tube sock guy? I love okay, let this. me tell you something. Let this me ta- is what it let is right here. Let me straight out tell you something. <laughs> if you're leaving, and this is for our serial killers out there, if you're leaving a tube sock as your as your signature, or call, st- yeah, stop. stop it. Stop it. Stop right there. Just freaking stop. No. Use a pair of underwear, not tube socks. Use some underwear. Nobody should you nobody should even wear tube socks anymore. Or better yet, better yet. You know, Vistaprint and all that, you know, and Kinkos or they still exist, but everybody makes business cards. Get a business card made. Use yeah. gloves and leave it there going, ha ha ha. I'm the deadly forest man mohawk killer or whatever you want to call yourself. Call yourself something. And leave that behind. If you're leaving a tube sock, yeah. I swear to God. If you're leaving tube socks or crap like that, and if I find you, I'm I going will to, hurt you. I'm gonna kick you in the right in the nuts, like right seriously. In the cooter. I'm gonna kick you. If you're a girl, I'll kick you right in the cooter, and then I'm gonna smack your parents. I'm gonna smack them right across their head. Even what if they're dead, you, I will well, dig them up. And I smack will. Them. Uh, why did you do that? Because your kid is freaking stupid, <laughs> and obviously they got the stupid from somewhere. Yeah, but we're not stupid. Obviously, you are. Yeah, you gave it to your kid. You gave him a case of the dumb. So, anyways, when we began this podcast, Brutal Nation, in July of 2021, actually, we ended, we started the last three days of June, but of 2021, we have covered some of the most heinous murder cases to date. Most of them have been virtually unknown to most people until we brought them to the light. I mean, there's some that nobody has ever heard of. I would consider the following cases to be in the top five. It's one from each day of the week, right, that we've covered until now. The first case I want is that I think tops this list is Harold Shipman for Mondays. Okay. He was a doctor in the United Kingdom who believed to have murdered approximately 250 patients, but he was only found guilty of, for 15 of them, right? He had a lot of patients. <laughs> Just a little patience. Wrong patients. Yeah. Oh my gosh, are you singing Guns and Roses? I like GNR. I don't like Axel Rose as a person. I think he's a, <laughs> he's he's just garbage. But as yeah, a Yeah, he's an arrogant. Right, but uh you know, I while I don't like him as a person on a personal level, I have to admit that he, he's talented. Yes. 
and GNR is a fantastic band. Yeah, as G- as GNR, as they're GNR. fantastic. However, when I will say when Axl Rose tried to do Chinese Democracy on his own under GNR's uh, name, it just everything on that album sucks balls. Yeah, just sucks. It went south in a hurry. Like there's not one good cut on there. Yeah, he had the guns, but no roses. That must have been it right there. I just, <laughs> he had no I'd like that one. Brain. Anyway, continue. <laughs> okay, and then for Tuesday. I would say the top case there was Paul Bernardo and Carla Homolka. Now, some might uh, argue with me. Don't get me started on no, her. Some might argue with me and say that I should have said Coral Brooks and Henley. Remember the guys from Texas? No, I don't. Yeah, the ones that um, buried all those people in the boat shed and out by the oh, lake and everything. Oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I got gotcha. um, However, And granted, those men did have approximately 28-plus victims. And Bernardo and Homolka only had three. However, I would beg to differ with those people, considering what Carla did to her own sister and the fact that she wasn't really punished for it. That sends her to the top of this list. She is. I, I, I still to this day, I don't care if she's remarried and she works with the school and does all this. Community and she stuff. Thinks, says she's reformed. She's not reformed. I'm that, yeah. that, that now. Grant, that's my opinion. I got no proof. But I swear somebody needs to run her over with a bus. Yeah. And I'll say that on the show over and over again. I have no respect for her. If she was truly her. remorseful, she would have admitted to what she She would have owned her part. Here's my whole thing with it, and I've said it before with Hormolka, is that like me and my brother Philip, we don't get along at all. True. We are always at odds. And to the point that like when my son graduated and I went down to Vegas to pick him up and for his graduation dinner and things like that, um, we were actually warned by our moms. Okay, look, I talked to your brother about this already. You two just try to be nice and behave. It's only an hour, maybe two hours. And just, we need you guys to like get along for two hours. And was he actually agree. at the ceremony or just the dinner? Just the dinner, which was fine, which was A-OK. Right. Um, you know, because, well, keep in mind when my son graduated, there's still, we were at the, we're coming out of, uh, of uh, COVID. Right. And, and all that stuff. But, and Phil and I, we, we got along for the couple of hours, which was fine. However, with that said, with me not liking my brother, I, uh, Carla Hermolka set her sister up to be raped. And uh-huh. that's the bottom line. It wasn't a, I'm going to give you my sister's virginity for Christmas because yeah. it's a gift. No, you actively allowed your boyfriend uh, slash husband, Paul, Paul Bernardo, to rape yes. your sister it, while your mother and father are sleeping upstairs. And then you when killed When she her. died. Yeah. You, you covered it up. Yeah. And, you know, I would not let anything like that happen to my brother Phil. Oh, and she videotaped it. Yeah. Yeah, you let's, know. Let's not forget that little tidbit. I, I would not let anything remotely close to that happen to my brother Phil. Why? Yeah. Is it because I like him? No. It's because while him and I are always at odds, he, at the end of the day, he's my brother. He's True. my younger brother. And I'm not going to let somebody actively hurt him. You know? And vice versa. Yeah. Like, if, if I had a chick... Who uh, who said, hey, you know what I really want? I want to, like, peg your brother in the butt with a strap on. I'd be like, uh, no. That's- Unless he agrees to it, no. <laughs> yeah, talk to him because I'm not going to drug him up so you can break yeah. in. Steal, steal drugs from my place of employment so you can do this. Yeah, so you can peg my brother. That's not going to happen. Why? It's not because I have any respect for my brother because I don't. It's not because I like him because I don't. It's the fact of that, number one, you don't do that to another human being. True. And two, 
when you start violating your own family like that, it speaks droves about you. And yes. Carla, if you're listening to this, do us all a favor. Why don't you put a gun in your mouth? No, I, and I'm dead serious. I'm, this is yeah. even one of my jokes. Why don't you put a nice little gun in your mouth? That would help out. Or how about this? Take the easy way out, okay? I got, I got a plan for you, Carla. Why don't you get some sleeping pills? Arsenic. No. And, <laughs> and a bottle of vodka. Eat a whole bottle of sleeping pills and drink a bottle of vodka. Take a little nappy nap in the tub. Do that. It would help out not just Canada for where you live, but the whole world would be better. There's just nothing infuriates yeah. me like like Hermolka. You you proved that when you had your mom call me. Hey, you want to make him laugh? Talk about Lucas and Tool, but call him up and mention Carla Hermolka, and you'll piss him off. And I'm sitting there going, brothers and sisters, I'm up on my soapbox now. Let me tell you a story. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. No, I mean, and I agree with you. I mean, because you know how I, me and my sister. It's like, but I would never stoop to this level because when all is said and done, I will protect her and I will do what I, what she, if she needs help, I will help her. Right, exactly. I don't go out of my way to associate with her on a daily basis, but you know. Well, and I don't condone the fact of Even that. Even my uncle that I don't like, I would do that. Well, see, and I don't condone the fact of that they that they actively rape people together and videoed no. it and all that stuff. That 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 right there well, is and wrong enough. The fact that she hid her. She hid the evidence that in, incriminated her until she got her deal, and then it came to light. Yeah, no, so exactly. she actively hid her involvement. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's she just disgusts me, man. I mean, because you know me, I've I've I have taken accountability for what I did in the past, and I own my part. I've never denied my part, and the fact that she totally denies her part, it just makes me sick. By the way, so you all know, I think that she lives in Ontario. Well, yeah, because there was some rumor Ontario, that she was down Montreal. in the Caribbean, but then no, she's, later rumors say she's in the Ontario area. Yeah, so it's just just happened to saying if maybe it's if an icy road, her, an icy road, and you might lose control of your car. I know that I personally won't fault you. Yeah, well, and Mistakes I know happen. that you know your medical bills with your insurance will be covered. <laughs> Anyway, I'm not going to bitch about Hermolka because I seriously, I'm trying not to cuss as much. I know, and I right? So want to drop? I've already dropped the f bomb once in this episode. Oh, I didn't hear it. It so. was at the very beginning because you know the f word is my favorite word, and uh, if we keep talking about her, every other yeah. word is going to be f in this, f in that. Right? Okay. Well, then there's Wednesday, right? Now, because we covered two different types on Wednesdays, this is a tie. I would say that. On Wednesday, the top case would be the Girl Scout murders of Oklahoma, where three Girl Scouts were brutally murdered in the middle of the night while they were at camp, and that case remains unsolved to this day. No, doesn't they solved it? Did they finally? Yeah, a few years ago. Yeah. When? With who? Oh shit! It wasn't that guy. Hold on. I mean, were the Girl Scout murders in Oklahoma ever solved? Okay, and then that case would be tied with Austin Sig. Because he abducted, raped, tortured, mutilated, and dismembered a 10-year-old girl when he was only 17. Yeah, he grosses me out hardcore. Yeah, so has it been solved? I'm looking. Just keep on reading. Oh, I thought you found it. Then the fourth case would probably be Donald Haskins on Thursday, a.k.a. the meanest man in America. The authorities have been able to confirm that he had 15 victims. However, according to his own confession, he may have murdered approximately 110 people. Wait, 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 you're talking about methany? No, I'm talking about Donald Gaskins Jr. I don't remember him. He's the one that um, 
raped that woman and killed her, and then uh, oh, raped oh, and killed yeah, her yeah, yeah. like two year old daughter. I was just thinking of uh, of of methany because uh, I made pearl pork sandwiches when. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when you presented that case, and to this day, I will never eat one of your pulled pork sandwiches again. So, for those of you that didn't hear the episode, uh, methany. What was his first name? John Methany. Um. Yeah. Like um. He murdered people, and he set up a barbecue stand right where he worked because he lived on site. And he served pulled pork sandwiches, and most of that meat was from his victims. So, yeah, human flesh. Before I presented this, I made pulled pork sandwiches. I served them up, and we're munching on them and what have not. And, and Tammy's over there taking nice big bites of this juicy, good pulled pork sandwich. As it was I'm, delicious for a minute. As I'm reading... The very coup de gras of him making pulled pork sandwiches out of his victims. <laughs> yeah, it was. Great. I was like mid bite. I don't like you. <laughs> then for Friday, there's the case of Rodney Alcala, aka the dating game killer. Now I had a hard time narrowing down the list for Fridays because you know it. They, we've covered some of the most heinous killers on that day. However, Rod and Rodney has only been definitively linked to the murder of nine women. However, the law enforcement officials believe that he was actually responsible for uh, uh, approximately 130. And the authorities have theorized that when they discovered several hundred compromising photos in his storage shed of potential victims that have yet to be identified. Now, that being said, there is one case that may have been overlooked throughout history. Mainly because until recently, nobody drew a link between the deaths of over 100 people over a period of 15 to 25 years in the late 19th and early 20th century. I'm busted. It's me. You are that old. So this case was brought to my attention when I heard about a book that was written by Bill and Rachel McCarthy James. It was published on September 26th. 9th, 2017. And, and it, was set, it was called Old Ass Murders on a Train? No, and it is actually titled The Man from the Train. Oh, okay. Yeah. The James, the Jameses painstakingly sifted through old case files, published meeting accounts, and local lore dating as far back as 1897. They posed the theory that the deaths of more than 100 people across Canada and the United States can be attributed to one man. This man didn't operate with a set victimology. In other words, he didn't have a specific type when it came to the people he chose to murder. The ages of his victims range from young children to grown adults, both male and female. In fact, the Jameses have theorized that this person might actually be responsible for the murder of the unsolved case that we recently covered. And I'm referring to the brutal slaying of the Moore family and the Stillinger sisters on June 10th, 1912 in Villisca, Iowa. Get the hell out. Really? Yes. Damn. I know, right? I stumbled upon it doing my research for Villisca. You know, while I'm listening to this whole train thing, I keep on thinking of that country song. There's a long black train. Oh, yeah. Josh Turner. That's who it is. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. You don't think of Johnny Cash? I hear that train coming. It's rolling round the bend. I should, because I've been on a classic country kick today. <laughs> I hear that train coming. It's coming round the bend. I ain't seen the sun shining. I, I don't, don't know, know where it goes. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison. <laughs> Time keeps dragging on. <laughs> totally. And I love Johnny Cash, so. Yeah, I like a little bit of Cash. I've seen okay. him in concert. So, 
I'm going to start back to the first case that they believe is tied to them. To this a long person. time ago, in a train far, far away. <laughs> in a galaxy far, far away. Anyways, this murder happened in Trenton Corners, New Jersey, which is no longer a um, consul- uh, What is it called when you you know the town is founded? It's a. Uh, uh, I can't remember what it's called. No longer a township or what? Yeah, something like that. It's no longer a recognized town. However, in 1900, Trenton Corners was a small town located somewhere in the middle of New Jersey that was had approximately a population of half white and half African American people. Oh, nice and balanced. There yeah, you go. it wasn't like it wasn't like totally like one sided like a lot of towns back then. The city of Oreo cookies. Who what? The city of Oreo cookies. <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> or mochas. Yeah, so they didn't have mochas back then. That's true. And anybody who calls it a mocha latte needs to be shot in the head. Because those a, are two different drinks. I'll take a mocha latte cappuccino, please. Yeah, you are nowhere near, you don't know coffee. <laughs> this is true. This so is true. So on November 17th, 1900, 1900 even, an awful discovery was found. Somebody had a mochaccino and it didn't agree with them? Like the no. milk was bad? A macchiato? No. The entire Van Lu family had been slaughtered by someone with a blunt side of an axe. Sound familiar? No, not at all. It doesn't sound any familiar? No. Okay, so the Van Lu house was approximately three miles from what they called Trenton Junction, which was the nearest train station. For the Mercer County authorities, the Van Lu murders were basically an open and shut case. They figured they knew who did it. They uh, pinned it on a guy who was like the local town criminal named Bob Henson. Oh, he was a white guy? Yes. Uh, actually, I'm shocked. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, no, because of the era and their population, I understand where, you know, why you thought uh, that. Yeah, because it's, I'm, we had that comment that said borderline racist, and I call BS on that. Right. But here's the reason. Okay, just so that way there, nobody gets their little freaking ass hurt because of what I just said. Feelers. Because freaking... So often, mm-hmm. when there's a crime, even in today's society, they automatically look at the black population and go, they oh, help. you know what? It's Terrell well, over there. That's who did it. That's, and that's, let's remember the, the early 1900s, especially 1900, yeah. was not known for its diversity. Yeah, not exactly. <laughs> so I'm, I'm yeah. kind of surprised that they pinned it on a white guy and didn't look over. Hey, yeah, it's Leroy over there. They had such a, you know. The substantial population of the African American. They're like, "What's your evidence?" Well, he's black. Yeah, he was driving while back, <laughs> and uh, you know, and and he's got feet, so they, he, that must be him. That's the like reason. Like you in Vancouver. Oh, don't get me started with these assholes. You long, you dreadlock person, you. God, I just. Anyways, freaking Vancouver um, PD. They arrested him very quickly and charged him with murder. He had already had prior convictions for larceny and assault. And larceny, if people don't know, is just like aggravated theft. Re- and he reportedly had a fight with the, had gotten into a disagreement with the Van Lu family on November 6th, which was just a little over a week or almost two weeks. No, a little over a week before. That's a weak excuse. <laughs> yeah, right. After he, after he brought them a stolen chicken. Because apparently he wanted to get some money, stole a chicken from somebody else, took it to them, and they got into an argument. Folks, if you're listening out there, don't steal a chicken. God dang, man. Because nobody needs a cock that bad. 
I mean a male chicken. That's what I meant. Like a male chicken, not, yeah. not the derogatory. And I just gave you the the rim shot. Oh, I thought you gave me a... Like a oh, that could have been too. Like a big chicken. Anyways, so not only was he arrested and charged, he was tried and found guilty. And a little over one year later, on December 27th, 1901, he was executed by the state of New Jersey after just a five-day trial. Good. Uh, unfortunately, this wasn't the last time that a murder had taken place with that M.O. So, he was probably an innocent man. But I'm I knew an you were innocent man. I paused for a Oh, reason. yes, I am Get an innocent man. Go higher, higher, Scott. I can't do the high voice that Billy uh, Joel say, does. Yeah, Billy Joel has said that if he ever loses that high octave, he will quit touring. That's why he doesn't tour anymore. No, he still does a show every year at the... Really? Um, at the uh, I know where you're talking in about. In New York. Yeah, uh, Madison Square Garden. Yeah, there you go. I've, I've actually gotten to play there, so. Yeah, he, he does. He has a he has a show there every year. Yeah, I, it, there's no way. I, I but he doesn't do world tours, no. I don't have that, that octave range, so. Yeah. Anyways, now let's jump to December 8, 1904. Jump, jump. And, you know, the first murder took place, the first crime took place in Trenton Corners, New Jersey. Well... On December 8, 1904, in Trenton, South Carolina, they... You said the, it right. I I'm did. proud of you. The, the city woke... The town woke up to find... To hear the news that the Hughes family had been slattered. Sla- slattered. Slaughtered. Apparently, according to the Decatur Daily Review of Decatur, Illinois, they said that the entire Hughes family died in their sleep with the blunt end of an axe. Did you know that the word indicator is a southern word? Is it? Yeah, indicator. I'll use it in a sentence for you. Okay. I'm going to visit my cousin Billy. He lives way up. Indicator. You're horrible. <laughs> and I say that with every ounce of compassion I can muster right now. What about Yamaha? I gave you Yamaha, too. You did give me Yamaha. You going to haul that dirt? Yamaha it. <laughs> Later. Later. Yeah, well, and what's funny about Decatur is there's also a Decatur, Iowa. Yeah. And anybody who finds out that if they ever hear that I'm from Iowa, they literally say, do you know so-and-so from Decatur? No, I don't. I wasn't from there. And B, not everybody in Iowa knows everybody. They say the same thing when they find out I'm from Georgia. They sit there and go, do you know Billy Smith? (laughs) Yeah, narrow it down. We don't know each other. You know, but did you know there's also uh, Decatur, Louisiana? Is there? There has been Decatur, Louisiana. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of Decaters. Yeah. Well, apparently, the town found out. I mean, they they found out that this family, the Hughes family, had died on December eighth when their neighbor saw that their house was on fire. When That's they, a good indicator right yeah, there. Yeah, right? There's something wrong in, the, there's something in the wrong. state of South Carolina. There's something wrong over at their house. How do you know the house is on fire? I'm not sure what it is, but I'm pretty sure the house isn't supposed to be burning. Is that what they mean by firewall? <laughs> they didn't have firewall back then. Oh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, after they managed to tame the fire down, searchers found the 42-year-old Benjamin Hughes. 
his 42-year-old wife, Eva, their 19-year-old daughter, Emma, and their 14-year-old daughter, Haiti. You know All Emma's them, a southern word, too? Huh? Emma's a southern word. Emma? Where you gonna be? I'm gonna be over here. I'm gonna be over here. You're so dumb. <laughs> so... It was determined by, you know, autopsy and investigation that they had died by being by being bludgeoned with the blunt end of an axe while they were sleeping. God, what a now, messed up way to go. Yeah, check this out, though. The most disturbing evidence that they found on the crime scene of the Hughes murder was that little Haiti was molested after she was murdered. Ooh, what the hell? Yeah, this was another this this case has also been attributed to by the James to um, man from the train calling cards. His sexual desire for prepubescent girls often found him raping or sexually assaulting the corpses post mortem. God dang, what a yeah. sick bastard, man. Yeah. Exactly. Well, okay, let's put it in this perspective. Unlike some of our other killers, he kills them when they're sleeping so they don't see it coming, and he rapes them after they're dead. He kills so, you when you're sleeping. He'll molest you before you wake. Doesn't matter if you're bad or good. He'll kill you for goodness sakes. Oh, it's not even Christmas yet. It's not, and I hate you. <laughs> I do not like Christmas songs. No, I don't like Christmas, period. Yeah. Um... Now, there is one theory that the James the Jameses propose in this book, and it is that this guy, this mysterious killer from the train, was actually a lumberjack. Because as a result, the murderer would frequently take seasonal logging jobs in these various locations, right? That would make sense. Yes. A lumberjack is a totally different thing nowadays. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's what happens when I have too much time alone. What? <laughs> That's what happens when I have too much time alone. I become a lumberjack. Or a slumberjack. No, kidding. Think about that. Take two seconds to think about that joke. Lum. Huh? Look above your monitor. I am. I know. I got that part. I got that part. I didn't get the lumber part. Sporting wood. Duh. Oh, gotcha. God I was like, dang. that part made no sense. I hate having to explain my bad dad jokes to you. Too you know what? Christmas. If you have to explain a bad dad joke, it means it's too bad. No, it just means you're not smart enough to get a good dad joke. Huh. I'm off okay. to be a lumberjack. Therefore, this is why they have that when they came across these various axe murders that occurred in a lot of known lumbering communities, such as in different states such as Oregon, Washington, Texas, Maine, Virginia, Georgia, and Florida. In 19, and then in 1906, this guy struck again, this time in Bama. Now, sometime between February 7th and the night of February 7th and morning of February 8th, 1906, um, and this family, you're going to love it, the entire family known as the Christmases, was murdered inside their home. Here comes Murder Claus. Here comes Murder Claus. Right, right down Murder Claus Lane. He'll bash you, bash you, bash you, bash you, bash you once again. And this was going to be a short episode. <laughs> you keep giving me plenty of material, and I'm like four shots of vodka in, so psh, let's party. 
Oh, well, you know, I'd rather have you talk than do other things. Anyways. I don't do that anymore out in public. Um, You just did it the other day. But okay. After the last time I was arrested. (laughs) So stupid. (laughs) Hmm. Why do you stop talking? Just to embarrass you. You you stop talking so we have dead air. Uh Uh-huh. You do it on purpose, and you can't even see me now. I know. Well, I can kind of see you. I can see your arm flailing around. So Doing the chicken over there. On this night, a total of three people were killed. One of them was a 61-year-old Confederate Army veteran by the name of Jeremy Christmas. And according to uh, the Jameses, who like did all the research on that. Have yourself a bloody little Christmas. Are you done? May your axe head be blunt. <laughs> Another case that is kind, I mean, that might be connected to them with aspects of the larger, the big picture of this, however, it would be the Cottonwood murders. Now, these also occurred in Alabama. Now, of, <clears throat> of course, very little to this day it is known about the Cottonwood murders. I even tried looking it up, could hardly find anything. Most of it relates back to this, this book. And <clears throat> nobody Notably, the mysterious man who committed all these murders liked to kill close or along the state lines as well. Um, So this state line of Florida, Alabama and Florida, Georgia line (laughs) were some of his favorite places to hunt his victims. If you mention Georgia, Florida line, you have to sing. Keep your hands. The Florida, Georgia line. Which one is which one do you want me to sing? You gotta sing "Keep Your Hands to Yourself." I don't know oh, that, that one. That was the Georgia Satellites. Never mind. I was gonna say that is not Florida, Georgia. No, it isn't. That was Georgia Satellites. Never mind. Continue. Yeah. Anyways, now the Cottonwood murder is important in this series because if it is c- truly connected, it conformed to his modus operandi of attacking people's homes near the first train stop. Just on the other side of the state line border. See, this is the perfect place to put Long Black Train in by Josh Turner. There it is. You're right. Anyways. (laughs) So then we go on to Milton, Florida in 1906. Hold on. Where the hell is Milton, Florida? I've never even heard of that place. I don't know where Milton, Florida is, but I'm assuming it's close to a border somewhere. You keep on a yapping. I'm going to look okay. up where Milton is, and everybody's going to hear me do it because I love talking into Google. I know, right? Anyways, it is said that the Ackerman family murders in the small town of Milton, Florida was actually the worst in this series if they are truly all connected. On May 26 of 1906, the Orangeburg uh, Times and Democrat newspaper of South Carolina reported that nine people of the Ackerman family were killed with an axe. The victims were Reverend Ackerman, the father, his wife, who was not named, and seven of their children. Y'all, well, there's a Texas roadhouse in Milton, Florida. Oh, isn't that a restaurant? Yep, and there's an East Milton, too. Isn't isn't the Texas Roadhouse that has that big old steak challenge? That uh, if you no. eat that big steak, you get it for free? No, it's it's a different one. Oh. That's the one that's in uh, Amarillo, Texas. Oh. But it looks like it's out in the middle of freaking nowhere. Along what border? 
That's what I'm looking for. Keep talking. Keep yapping. Okay. I got you. However, um, if this was truly committed by this single killer, then it was the deadliest of all of his attacks as well. He eviscerated the Ackerman family just two months before he murdered the next family in North Carolina. Now, these authors believe that this single killer killed the Lyerly's family after he jumped on a northbound train in Barber Junk to Barber from Barber Junction, which is in the Florida Panhandle near Milton. That kind of makes sense because it looks yeah. like it's towards the Panhandle yeah. a little bit. Like it's just north of a town called Baghdad, which I've never heard of either, but it's it's pretty close to I ten. Oh, okay. Um, I kind of know where that's at. It's yeah, it's really not close to a border. Yeah. It's right next to Pen- it's right across the the uh, the bay from Pensacola. Oh, okay. Like not too I know far. Where that's I mean, at. You, go, you go across from Pensacola and then go uh, up a little bit, but okay, it's not really near a border. Well, it's right up there in the Panhandle, so it kind of is. Ain't nothing on damn border by the Panhandle. Isn't there anything north of the Panhandle? Well, yeah, there, there's uh, north of the Panhandle, all kinds of stuff, but it doesn't look like there's a border anywhere near this damn thing. Okay, well, is there a state line? No. Is there not a state north of the Panhandle? Yeah, way north. Way north, like a couple hundred miles, is Georgia. Oh. Like way, way. Like, Isn't the Panhandle connected to another state? No. Where am I well, at? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the, the Panhandle, if you go way uh, west, it, I think it connects to Bama. You mean east? No, west. Because isn't it? Okay, it's Florida. I'm on the east coast. You got Florida. Right. Georgia. Isn't Bama to the east of Georgia right no. above Florida? God damn it. If you go east, you're going to be in the goddamn Atlantic Ocean. Okay, okay. The hell's I, you wrong mean with go you? Go west. Oh no, east. Never mind. No, my you bad. go west. Okay, isn't west of Georgia, Alabama? Yes. Wouldn't that be right above the Panhandle? Not much, but it, th- this is way deep into the Panhandle. You're thinking of the top of the Panhandle. Okay. This is down towards gotcha. the bottom. The way you said it made it sound like it was right there. You just want to argue with me, damn it. No, I was trying to clarify for myself and our listening audience. Says the woman who says if you go east okay, I into made the a Atlantic Ocean, you're going to be in Bama. I got turned around because I'm on the West Coast. Good Lord. Anyways, now keep this in mind as well. That, not, she, does, that she needs to buy an atlas or a globe. I do. I am not that good at geography compared to everything else I know. Now... Let's keep this in mind, though. Even though nine people were murdered from the Ackerman family in Milton, Florida, to this day, very little information can be found about it. Right? It's like a well-kept dark secret. That's because they have a Walmart there now. Probably. Walmart's destroying With everything. an old man in a cart flashing himself. That's right. Welcome to Walmart. Look at my junk. Get They're your like, crap and get out. He's like, welcome to, I'm going to flash you, but we're in Florida. It's perfectly legal. I don't have my shirt on. They're like, yeah, no, it's normal. It's <laughs> That's Florida. That's right. That's right. Anyways, then on September, we're going to fast forward three years. And on September 21st, 1909, um, six people in the Meadows family wound up dead. And their house, too, was set on fire. Now, this crime occurred in the... 
Okay, I'm probably going to mess this up. In the Bukalik environment of Buchanan County, Virginia. Okay? Apparently, they lived in a tiny, tiny little speck village on the map named Hurley. Um, The body of George Meadows, the father, was found outside of the burned house. He had been struck by two bullets and he had been severely mutilated. Inside the family's cabin, his mother-in-law, Betty Just, was also found dead. Along with his wife, Lydia had been hacked into several pieces while their three children were found mutilated as well. What a hack job. I know. Isn't that just, that's just wrong. How many more pages you got? Mm. I'm just curious. I was going to say, if you stop interrupting me, not very many. I only have like three more pages. So stop interrupting. All right. Anyway. Because I would never interrupt you. I know you wouldn't. Anywho. I try to make sure not to interrupt you. I hate you. So I'm very patient <laughs> with all my questions and everything. I would never interrupt. Are you done? Yeah, continue. I'm okay with dead air. No, continue, continue. You're okay. okay. So you know what? I think I need. Uh, I, I think I, I need to shave tonight. I agree. All right. Everywhere. Is it warm in here? You're back. <laughs> okay. Anyways. The biggest employer or business in Hurley was known as the Ritter Lumber Mill. Again, the Lumber Connection. This means that it was teeming with lumberjacks, especially traveling seasonal ones, who were experts with wielding an axe. Now, despite that coincidence, Virginia authorities set their sights on a suspect by the name of Howard Little. He was a mountain man who had a reputation for it in the town as a philanderer, which, if the people don't know, that's a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. Man, so, I just like getting a little bit of tail. Why does that? Okay, here's the thing. Okay, but back in that time, it wasn't kosher. It doesn't matter. That man is horny, and he's like, hey, come sit on my lap. Don't be dissing on him because he just wants to get a little bit of some sum. Poor guy. He's out there lumberjacking all day. Okay. Actually, he's a mountain man, so he's probably not lumberjacking as well as much as it as much as he is in Virginia moonshining. Fine, he's a moonshining, <laughs> he's a mountain manning, and he comes down off of them old mountains. He's like, hmm, Big Dad needs himself a lot of Mister Little needs a lot of loving. That's what he's thinking. Mister Little is a big lover. Mister. My name's Mr. Little, but I'm big on the love, if you know what I mean. And they're like, yes, I do. <laughs> Come yes, on. Yes, I do. You give, me, you give me a mason jar full of that shine right there. <laughs> and I'll look the other way. <laughs> so more. Aren't we horrible? So at the time when the, um, the Meadows family was murdered, Little already had, had a wife and four kids. However, the gossip around town was that he was planning on leaving his wife for Mary Stacy, another married woman. Now, this already soiled reputation, plus he had already been convicted of murder in Kentucky prior to this. He was an obvious easy target to pin this murder on. His fate was practically sealed when Mary told the authorities that he had given her $20, which back then was a fortune, Sometime after the murder occurred. Now, given that the police thought the 
like hack job on the murder Meadows homestead was done for a robbery, they arrested and convicted Little for the crime. Man. They thought the motive was robbery. They did it with so little evidence. So little. <laughs> then we jump to June 6, 1912. Right? That's when Roland D. Hudson and his wife Anna. They see me rolling. They hated. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, their neighbor stopped by their house around 4 p.m. just to find their dead bodies. Both of them had been killed with an axe, and as reported by the Miami Republican, which is the um, newspaper Miami County, Kansas, not Miami, Florida, the Hudson's heads were all but severed by several blows, and they were unrecognizable because of the blunt end of an axe. Then how they identify them? Because it was their house. Then, then I've been in other people's houses. Doesn't mean it's my house. But have you been found dead in other people's houses in the middle of the night? Yeah, probably. I've drank enough. I mean, legally did. Yeah, probably. You're so dumb. Now, two two years before that, on December tenth, nineteen ten. Another Kansas couple, known as the Bernhardt family, had been killed with an axe as well. Now, the killer in that instance also used the blunt end of the axe. In the case of the Hudsons, the rumor around town was that the murders were the result of her infidelity. Because she was a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. Now, added to those, like, barbs around, you know, those, like, gossip mills around town... Was the rumor, okay, this is, I don't even want to say this, but I will. No comments, please. The rumor around town was the pig-faced man, an unknown boarder at a local rooming house, quote, unquote, was asked so many questions by the local authorities as to the, as to the, um, uh, as to whether he was involved in the committing of that murder. There you go. Squeal like a piggy, boy. <laughs> I told you no comments, and you waited until I finished my chopped up sentence. Did he have a pretty mouth? Did he squeal like a piggy? Pardon moi? <laughs> squeal like a piggy, boy. So anyways, the authors of the book Man from the Train believed that this unknown person committed all these murders. Because this... This, these two crimes specifically had the, the signature trademark, the blunt end of the axe, the brutal, like, um, obliteration of the victims, right? Now, he also was known to attack families sometime during the late night, early morning hours. And they discovered that the axe used in the murders had all been taken from somewhere on the victim's property. They were killed with the blunt end, and they were all living near a railroad track or depot, right? Then we have the the Velisca murders. We already talked about those, so I'm not going to get into it. Um, but that is where, you know, the Moore family in Velisca, Iowa, and their two, uh, the two children who were staying overnight were brutally murdered. Then we have, okay, you ready for this one? Okay. One of the most shocking possible connections to the man from the train is the theory that 
this American killer somehow either moved to Germany or was stationed in Germany for the military and committed the most infamous axe murder in 1922. Now, I plan on going into this one more in depth later. So I'll just say it happened on March 31st, 1922, and six members of one family were killed on their farm by somebody unknown with an axe in the same way these other murders were committed. Almost, Tammy. We know who it was. Yeah, even though... He was a good man. He put me at Auschwitz. Are you done? Oh, yeah. I love Dieter to death, but no. Anyways, now, even though this is like a far-fetched theory, it's still a theory. And I'll, like I said, I'll get into that this more when I cover that case. Then we have, we're at the end here. Are you happy? The first crime of the, that is attributed to the man from the train might have actually occurred in 1897 as opposed to 1900. Because in January of that year, a family in Westbrook, Massachusetts, by the name of the Newtons, were killed with an axe. According to the Worcester authorities, they said that the man they suspected of murdering the Newtons reported that he was last seen fleeing from the crime scene towards a train station that was headed out of town. The name of that person was Paul Mueller. Now, he worked as a... Mueller. 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 Are you done? Mueller. Ferris Mueller's day off? No, Paul Mueller's day off. (laughs) Anyways... Mueller was a farmhand who worked for the Newton family. He was short and stocky and highly intelligent. He was also reported to be, I'm quoting here, physically repulsive. Yeah. I am not an animal. Yeah, apparently he dressed in like shabby torn up clothes and he had very few a li- very little etiquette when it came to social interactions. Kind of like you. Okay. Are you done? Yeah. Okay. Like the other murders that are attributed to this person, this unknown person. There were Sasquatch marks. When Mueller left the family home, he was seen crawling from the window. He actually made his living working with his hands. He may have been a logger between 1897 and 1920. And if, in fact, he was, he would have likely lived in those little logging towns in Florida, Virginia, and everywhere else. Just a small town logging boy. (laughs) Living in a lonely countryside. Living in a lonely world. He took another train to murder everywhere. Okay. Now, another interesting fact is Mueller was also a native German, and he was very fluent in the language. Aha! So maybe, possibly, his ability to speak fluent German allowed for him to blend in with the people in, in, in the Bavarian neighbors of the Gruber family in Hunter... Hunter... I can't even pronounce it. Hintercafic. Hintercafic. Yeah, there you go. I always mess that up. However. You shouldn't give in your lineage, Miss Tommy. 
I deny that aspect of my heritage. Why deny that you are a descendant of, uh, of mine viewer? Yeah, that's the reason. <laughs> Anyways, even though we may, we will never know the answer to any to whether or not he was truly the killer. What do you think? Do you think all those murders could be attributed to one person? No, I think it's going to be multiple people, man. Because like, uh, you think it's more people? Yeah. Why do you definitely. think that? Because there's a lot of sick bastards out there. I was going to say, but they were all spaced out in time frames that could have been feasible for one person in areas where been. one single been. traveler could have been. But I'm just thinking there's a lot of sick bastards out there. And I would say but with the two. same calling card? Sure, why not? They didn't leave tube stocks behind. I'm pretty happy about that. No, but they were all killed with a blunt end. They were all mutilated. Some of them were... Uh, sexually assaulted post-mortem. There, some of them, I mean, all of them had their faces covered, even though I didn't get into that. I was going to get into it on the blog. Their heads covered after the crime, just like the Moore family. And it's just, to me, there's like too many things line up, and I'm not a big believer in that many coincidences. Eh, maybe it's just one. I don't know. So, no, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to argue with your, I mean, I'm not going to say your opinion's wrong. I just don't agree with it. <laughs> But there you go. Fabulous. Is, are you done? I was done five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys and girls. Remember, you can send us an email at BrutalNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check out the website at www.TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check us out on Medium, Crime Beat on Medium, and wherever you get your blogs. Just type in at BrutalNation, and nine times out of ten, we'll pop right up. Get the full story without any of my jokes or BS in it. Nine and a half times out of ten, but okay. <laughs> Sometimes. When we touch, the honesty is too much. <laughs> there you go. I'm very musical today. <laughs> I don't know why. Anyway, this show's copyright 2022 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights are reserved. If you're hearing this on somebody else's podcast and they are a lying, cheating, stealing bastard, give them a good check to the nuts. <laughs> we will see you guys later on. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>